Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you are like me, your nerves are bad this morning. Okay. I had to wake up and take some Nervive. I didn't even know there was a pill you could take to help settle your nerves. But apparently Nervive is supposed to help you calm down and relax. I remember as a kid, I don't know about you all, but my grandmother would say, all right, y'all getting on my last good nerve. And and I, I have one uh, good nerve left because I have been on Twitter and uh, there is bad story after bad story after bad story about finances. And, you know, they're, they're talking always about um, what's coming up. Um, you know, are we going to be in a recession? Um, should you sell your home? Should you stay in your house? What What's the value? What's going to be your worth um, when it's all said and done? You know, I, I'm following this crypto exchange story where FTX is filing for bankruptcy after an $8 billion shortfall, like literally. Uh, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Friday. Monday, they were worth $8 billion. How do you go from $8 billion to $0? Actually, maybe negative dollars. And, and then, you know, we've got these uh, uh, Twitter unverified, verified accounts, and it's affecting companies. It's affecting the price of the stock. Um, Eli Lilly's stock took a dive after a fake Twitter account promised free insulin along with Nordics and Sanofi. I mean, you know, it's all um, being impacted and it's all about finances. And, you know, as a small business owner, making investments, um, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, I have money in the bank to pay my employees and and feed my children. I, I have to tell you that I... Uh, actually, I'm in a panic right now about finances. And so um, I was talking to my friends over at Bremer Bank, and I said, you know, I'm I'm panicked. I really am because I don't know which way is up right now. And Justin Butler said something to me um, that shifted my way of thinking. He said, it's not time to panic. It's time to prepare. I said, okay, I can't be the only one getting this good information and advice. You're going to have to come on my radio show so that you can share with my listeners what you are sharing with me. He is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Justin Butler, thank you so much for being here with us today. For sure. Anytime, anytime. Glad to be here. 
now there are a lot of folks like me. Uh, I'm reading their posts and people are panicked about finances, especially small business owners. And I know that Bremer Bank specializes in uh, working with small businesses. Um, we're looking at our investments. We're looking at what happened, what's happening with the crypto. We're looking at what's going on at, at Eli Lilly. Um, and, and so talk to me about why you think it's time to prepare and not panic and what that actually looks like. Sure. You know, from my perspective, all, all very valid points, but I think what we have to zero in and focus on individually, either as a, as a cons- individual or as your business, what's actually relevant to you, right? Mm. So if you don't have exposure to cryptocurrency, it's nice to know what's going on, but don't let that impact your judgment and your decision-making because it's not really relevant to you, right? So I, I think when, when these situations come up, we have to zero in and understand what our uh, own finances really look like, where we have exposure, and make sure that we're focusing on what we can control and what's affecting us, right? So gas prices, for example, right? Is it time to really think about, um, you know, joining a membership club or a gas card or whatever it may be and thinking about how we can shave off costs real time? And these are very tactical things that you can do that are relevant to your, your lifestyle and to your business. And really thinking about the expenses that you have, and can you manage those a little bit differently? So through COVID, um, we all you know maybe cut the cord and we went on the streaming services. And then you look up and you're really paying almost 250 bucks a month on streaming services. Well, now you have to maybe cut some of that back, right? You cut it back a little bit because it's optional and help to build your nest egg um, for when the hard times do come. And so I tell people all the time, never get caught behind the wave or with the wave. You always want to be in front, right? Like. You want to be prepared. You want to have a plan, and that plan has to be unique to you, right? What works for your brother or for your coworker or for your friend isn't necessarily going to work in your household and your business. So you have to make a plan that is specific to you and going to handle on your expenses. So then, in the future, when the hard times do come, you're prepared because you've planned for it. Okay. Now you've got 15 years of experience in financial services. Um, even time on the federal level, which is why I appreciate you being here. We're talking to Justin Butler, the executive vice president and chief risk officer at Bremer bank. Now, you know, I remember in 2010, um, I, um, you know, we lost our house. We were underwater. We had one of those Mm -hmm. loans, um, because we were trying to get in this house. We were like, you know, millions of other Americans and, um, you know, we wind up selling it to one of our church members and moving into a condo because we, we couldn't afford it. And we found ourselves with, you know, this balloon payment. And, you know, I'm, I'm being transparent here, Justin, and we've talked about sure. this. We were almost homeless and we had a little baby yeah. and we were both working, but we could not keep up. We had not, like you were telling me earlier this week, we had not prepared for what uh, could come. Are we approaching another 2008, 2009, 2010 financial meltdown? I don't think so. Um, you, you know, here, here's what I'll say. Um, from a housing perspective, we had a large run-up in, in home prices, and that was due to uh, low interest rates. But but the standards have strengthened dramatically, and people who um, have bought these homes can afford them, right, for the, for the most part. But I will say just, you know, my own personal thing, I think house hunters has ruined it for everybody, right? <laughs> you, go on, right you, 
go to house hunters and you see this 25 year old couple getting a 1.2 million dollar house and you're like well yes. okay you know and then and then a loan officer tells you the same thing and you're like well you know what i can do that too um but but what i will say is i i think the the banks are better capitalized i think mm-hmm. consumers are more um, leery of, of getting into situations that they, they may not be able to handle. And I think uh, a lot of people learn from that, right? This is kind of the generation that grew up in in the financial crisis, right? And so they're making mm-hmm. different decisions, uh, which I think is, is helpful. Um, we're, we're in a little bit of a downturn, right? The, the, the market, we were overdue for a correction in the marketplace, right? The stock market was running crazy. There was a lot of cash from stimulus and um, people had just a lot of savings and things like that, and a lot of disposable income coming out of the pandemic. And so we just need to really slow things down a little bit and get back to normalcy, right? And I think that's what's happening. And so I, I, uh, people are looking like, well, we're going to go over a cliff. It's like, no, you're not going over a cliff. You're just going down the hill, right? And okay. so at some point, at some point, like I took a road trip last summer through um, Tennessee, you had to go up this mountain, right? But then you had to come back down the mountain, right? And so it doesn't mean you're falling off a cliff. It just means that you're coming down, and sometimes you have to tap on the brakes a little bit, right? And so if you redid your kitchen and you did your bathroom, you know what, for 23 and 24, no new projects, right? And you may need to slow that down okay. a little bit, rebuild your nest egg, and think about the short term, but also the long term, right? Make sure that you have good career opportunities. You know, with the um, with the gig economy nowadays, you can think about how you can earn income on the side a little bit more to help build up your nest egg, or create a plan B for yourself, right? There are people who are quitting corporate America, and you know they're making six figure incomes on social media or DoorDash or utilizing their skills as a freelancer, right? Kind of striking out on their own. We all have a talent or a skill that we can make use of to help make sure that we are financially secure on the side, right? And so I think that's part of the plan is you, you, for you personally, make sure that you understand where your skill sets are, match it up with your revenue, match it up with your expenses, and then you can prep yourself. But on a, on a macro level, I don't think that we're heading for any level of a crisis. We may be headed for a recession, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's cycles to an economy, and you're up and you're down, and we need both sides of that coin, right? Okay, so it's, okay. It's, hold on, hold on, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting text messages from some of the small business owners um, who sure. really like what you're saying about um, matching your income up with your skill set. I want to spend some time talking about that with Justin Butler, the Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank, next on The Shaletta Show. We've been talking to Justin Butler, the Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank uh, on the Shaletta Show this morning. He is joining us courtesy of the John Shoes to Caldwell Banker Hotline. And, you know, while we were talking, uh, he was explaining to us in the last break about, you know, the extra income, the side hustle, matching that with your skill set. And I got text messages like people don't believe that i'm like really live on the radio justin so they hear the conversation (laughs) and because i tell them to join in you know they they take it and and comment on social media and then i start getting text messages from people like devonna Pittman, who founded nature syrup 
um, you know, she was yeah. working at a company and had a passion, um, you know, for a skincare line and then, you know, got started doing that. And, and now she's got a profitable small business. Um, you know, Tamika uh, Jones over at Lip Esteem in St. Paul in the Rondo community. Um, you know, they used to make fun of her as a kid, called her Big Lip Tamika. Well, now she has a lipstick line and a storefront, a brick and mortar um, store. And, you know, Anissa Keys is, you know, texting in and, you know, all these women are small business owners um, who had jobs in corporate America, had never planned to um, open their own companies. And because of the passion that you were talking about, they've done that. But, you know, without a bank like Bremer to help um, show folks the way, you don't know what you don't know. Talk to me about some of the resources that folks can tap into. Because I remember going in the bank and telling y'all, listen, um, I have this um, uh, small business that I started back. It was like March. I was like, yeah, I started the small business back in February. It's a podcasting platform. I need to go ahead and get a business account. And they were like, okay, what's your EIN? I was like, what is that? They were like, Shaletta, have you filed uh, with the government that, you know, the federal government, what kind of business is it? An LLC, a corporation? Have you registered with the secretary of state? I didn't know about any of that until I talked to the banker. And and so, you know, people don't really um, think that your banker can be the front line of defense and can um, help you with a a lot of those things that you don't know as you build your business so that you can have a solid foundation. But, But I just appreciate that the bankers at Bremer do that. Can you talk to me a little about that? Yeah, look, you know, you're never gonna know what you don't know. And so financial services institutions, we're here for education, right? We are here to make sure that people are successful because that's our business, right? And as a risk officer, I can tell you, it's, it's most beneficial for us when people have uh, the knowledge and, and, and resources that they need in order to become successful. And so you can, you should be able to walk into any bank and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. I'm obviously gonna need banking accounts. I'm going to need lines of credit or whatever it may be help me through this, right? And, and, and a solid financial institution should be able to do that. And that's what we do at Bremer, right? So we're a relationship-oriented bank. That's why before I started working at Bremer Bank, I was a client of Bremer Bank, right? And, and it was that relationship management that um, really drove me. But there's other resources as well. In addition to a financial services institution, uh, Chambers of Commerce, um, there are nonprofits like Mita or the Neighborhood Development Corporation that can really answer a lot of your questions to help shepherd you through the process. And uh, banks like Bremer and those nonprofits, Mita and NDC, we work together, right? It's, it's more beneficial for the Chambers of Commerce and the banks and nonprofits to really work together. So the reality is there are a ton of resources, and there's probably more resources out there than people can consume. But starting in one place, right, as I mentioned, chambers of commerce, wherever you live, um, you, you, who you bank with, you know, we'd love for everyone to bank with Bremer, right? Um, I think we have a lot of it, a lot of information, a lot of products and services to offer to the community, uh, but there's nonprofits as well, right? And so I think starting there and just being able to ask the question, there's no wrong, there's no wrong question, there's no wrong answer here. Everybody's situation is different, large business, small business, everyone has different needs, and you have to figure out what is going to satisfy your needs and be the best for you, your life, your business, and your family, um, and who's going to help you along that life cycle with all of your goals and objectives. 
We are continuing our discussion with Justin Butler. He is the executive vice president and chief risk officer at Bremer Bank. And we were talking about housing and how in 2010, my family and I found ourselves underwater and had to sell, um, you know, our, our house where we had made all the renovations and raised our child and, you know, had planned to start a family and stay there in St. Paul at 1608 Burns Avenue, but couldn't afford it and had to sell it to one of our church members and friends um, because we were underwater. Um, And, you know, you've got 15 years of experience in financial services, um, including, you know, some time that you spent on that federal level. Um, We got another long winter ahead of us. Um, And housing Mm -hmm. is on everybody's mind. Draw from your personal experience um, and expertise in housing and discuss, you know, some of the challenges that we are going to face in the Twin Cities uh, that you see on the horizon for us. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's the gift and the curse, right? I think we have a, a really strong economy. I think we have great school systems, and that draws people to the Twin Cities, right, which is, which is a great thing. Um, but the infrastructure has to keep up with that, and part of that infrastructure is housing. Um, and, uh, you know, the upside here is I think whether you're in a kind of a starter home or a, a, a McMansion or whatever it may be, I think the quality of construction in the Twin Cities is very, very high as well, which places a premium on the on the cost of homes, right? So, um, so, so I say all that to say, um, with great draw comes great responsibility, right? And so, I, I think we do have to have some serious conversations around uh, the cost of housing um, and and affordability and availability here in the Twin Cities, right? There's there's an equilibrium here between supply and demand, and we have to figure out the affordable housing solutions here, right? I think there's plenty of financial institutions that can help finance. Uh, these projects and individual homes, but I think we have to have a a careful conversation around what affordable housing looks like, and more importantly, you know, kind of thinking about what those long-term implications are for getting people into stable housing. For example, I'm on the United uh, Greater Twin Cities United Way Board, and we focus a lot on uh, stable homes and housing, right, in addition to food security. And then you get into education, you get into transportation, you get into a lot of things that drive um, where people choose to live and how they choose to live. And so it's all connected into this ecosystem, right? And so I think we really have to give some thought to how neighborhoods are um, changing and developing, the changing demographics. I live in Woodbury, and I discovered that there is a, a new community that is all full of uh, leased-only homes, right? So no one in there owns these homes. But they're, they, they're single-family, they have amenities, and all these sorts of things. So people are thinking about how they want to live differently, right? So the traditional, I'm going to come out, buy a home, put 20% down, uh, get a 30-year mortgage and stay here forever, may look a little bit different. And so what does that mean for those that are looking to retire or moving into the cities or maybe moving out, moving up? So we have to really think about the here and the now, but also in the future as well, um, and make sure that people are educated as to what it takes to um, acquire a mortgage, whether you have W-2 income, you're working a job, or 1099 income, and you're owning a business. There's different ways that you have to approach um, qualifying for a mortgage or purchasing a home um, and things of that nature. And so I think it's really being intentional about our housing supply and the, the supply and demand there, but then also how we finance the homes and thinking about what that future looks like, given that people are looking to live differently going forward. 
Well, I just thank you so much for being on the show, Justin, for passing along the expertise to my listeners that you gave me um, earlier this week, and we are all better for it. Justin Butler, Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Bremer Bank, has been joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 